Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, and alumni to hear about their career journeys, how they got to Northwest, and how they became Bearcats. I am Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director. And today we are welcoming Mondesi Gutierrez, who is the graduate assistant for career services and currently a graduate student uh, doing an MBA in general management. Thanks for being here, Mondesi. Thanks for having me. It's great. All right. Let's jump in. Okay. <laughs> How'd you become a Bearcat? I, I like to start with this with students. Like, uh, where are you from? I'm originally from San Diego, California. Played uh, junior college baseball in Orange County at Orange Coast College. And then when my two years were up there, I had to find another school, and Northwest came with the scholarship that I couldn't pass down, so gotcha. that, that's how I got here. All right, so how, baseball. How was the move from California and San Diego, which has been worldwide, like, perfect weather, San Diego? <laughs> it, is fi- it was five degrees Northwest this morning. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a big jump. Um, being from San Diego, you don't see snow, so the first time I saw snow coming down, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be awesome. Then I quickly realized it's that snow that awesome. is not that <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, let's back it up, back it up, back it all the way up to your first job, Monsi. Mm-hmm. So um, in San Diego, you grew up there all your life, or you lived? In I San lived Diego in Los Angeles gotcha. for seven years, and then my dad got a promotion, moved us down when I was about eight in San Diego. So then I lived there ever since. So gotcha. that's home for me. Okay, so what was your very first job? So it was paid, okay. but it wasn't paid. Your parents didn't pay you. Those don't count for me. Those. Like parents paying. Yeah, like, eh. we we did own a deli. So since that's a p- can't be one because the parents well, paid. Yeah. Um, that was like my first job, but I got paid in like sandwiches since it was a deli. <laughs> <laughs> so like, free. So what were you doing at the deli? Yeah. What were um, you doing at the deli? So we took over from a family friend, and we had to create our own base because people thought they were leaving. And that it wouldn't be there. So we did a lot of marketing and a lot of handing out flyers, kind of being like solicitors, which which I didn't understood, like stand yeah. what that meant at the time. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to go in and drop off a flyer and like look at the sign. I was like, uh-huh. oh, so that's what it means. <laughs> so that, they were paying you in sandwiches to be the solicitor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I didn't know what that word meant when I was about like 12. So <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. But. Other than that, we just kind of held out flyers, and then I just kept, um, I handed out food, made some sandwiches for people, and then made sure everything was kind of replenished in the freezer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Did you, so did you work anywhere else besides the deli? Um, after the deli, once I got, during high school, that was it, but then mm-hmm. once I went to junior college, I realized you don't have, like, loans or anything so i had to get a job (laughs) and they didn't give out scholarships in california so i worked at tilly's the retail store which i thought was like really awesome because i was 18 19 years old working here and it was i met a lot of uh, owners of companies like stance socks and like Mm -hmm. different companies that were on the up and coming that would Mm -hmm. come to the store and display their product to us and then we would i mean corporate corporate office was down the road so they would come in with them and then see how it looked on the shelves and stuff. So Tilly's. So were re- you a retail, like an associate, yeah, just associate, working on the floor? Yeah, okay. working on the floor. But I got to meet a lot of awesome owners because I always worked Friday mornings, and that's when they always had their meetings at like eight o'clock in the morning when I'm getting the store prepped. So it was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. All right. So junior college. So okay, 
So you're in high school. You're working mm-hmm. at the deli. Have did you always play baseball? I was that like yeah. your thing? Yeah, baseball was my job until I realized <laughs> it's not a job. <laughs> so yeah, I played baseball since I was four, and that's what pretty much got me ev- anywhere in my life. Honestly, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a gateway to my education because I come from a background of parents didn't finish college because they had me, and then they had to forced to go get jobs. And at the time, you could just do that. You can get a job and be stable for a little bit but they always preach that education was the biggest thing so playing baseball was kind of like my leeway because I was like an average student Mm -hmm. in the classroom but I was kind of a little bit better in baseball since all my time was there so baseball was my job at the time too so so what position did you play I played shortstop second base but once I got to northwest I had a arm injury so I was moved over to second base gotcha if I could go back, I'd be shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> What's that process like as a student athlete? I always think of student athletes as always on a bus going somewhere and traveling all the time and not having much stuff, much time to actually be a student. Is that what yeah. it's actually like? Here at Northwest, because the winters get bad, it was kind of like that. It was more of an athletic life, but you're doing all your studies on the road. For example, on Fridays, we say we left Friday afternoon, right when we got ended our four, five, six-hour bus ride. Everybody checked in their rooms, got their slice of pizza that was already ordered, and then we're in the lobby doing homework. So you're kind of just grinding away being the student part, but during season, you're more of an athlete, I'd say. I just You're focused on the season, but at the same time... Trying to fit your schoolwork yeah, in where you can. Yeah, and it's a balanced thing. So the whole balancing school and athletics is, is hard, but... You get you get it after a while. You, you're a team, so you're kind of like a team on the field, but like also a team, in, like in the hotel lobbies, doing homework and pushing each other to get like a good GPA. Do you all try and take similar classes so you can help each other, or is everybody doing their own? Thing? Um, luckily, our baseball team was a lot of business majors, so we are all in the same classes. I'd say so. If we needed help, someone was there to like kind of coach us through it or something. So it wasn't too tough, but it was. Definitely a little bit different than regular students on campus. Right. I think it'd be hard to make a relationship with a professor if you're never yeah. physically in their class. <laughs> yeah, which is And always a lot have to of, be gone. Yeah, right? you got to get good at emailing. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a good professional skill to have. <laughs> what about junior? How was junior college? I think uh, a lot of students who come here and have a traditional four-year experience, mm-hmm. like what did you gain from, from going that route versus going straight to a Northwest or going straight to a, a bigger school? Um, junior college, definitely, you have to grow up a little faster. I didn't have, like, they have, like, meals on campus, but it's out of your pocket. There's no, like, type of uh, dining stuff or anything. So you have to learn how to budget your money wisely. And since you don't have any loans, you're forced to get a job, and your parents are giving you a little bit of money to put you on your feet. So you have how I was at 18, I had to balance out rent, groceries, gas, and any extracurricular things I mm-hmm. had to do. And then at you, we had to buy all our books, which Northwest was nice. You <laughs> did all included plus a laptop. You don't realize that's a bonus until yeah. you have to buy your own books. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then at the time, I was spending like three, $400 on books, and that, that was just renting them. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of – junior college makes you have to grow up a little bit faster and you're kind of, it's like kind of at that stage, you're trying to find yourself as a young adult. It's your first taste of freedom, but that was like a different type of freedom for us. It's, it was more like a young adult acting like a grown up already. Mm-hmm. So, so let's hop back to Tilly's. Mm-hmm. So how did you get that job? 
Um, did you go in and apply? Did you walk in? Like, what was your process I, for finding that? Actually, I was shopping there one day, <laughs> and a girl that went to my high school who was going to a, a four-year university around the area was working there and was leaving. She's like, well, if you need a job, I can put in a good word. And so she did within the month, and I got it because I said my hours were, like, very open. <laughs> anything to get inside the door. And then when we really did it, I figured out a way to balance everything out. So... What 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 type of skills did you learn in that environment? I think a lot of students think that if they have a fast food job mm -hmm. or if they have a retail job or if they have some kind of job like that, cleaning, yeah. it's not, I'm not gaining real skills that are going to help me in my career. Yeah. I think a lot of adults have that same misconception too, <laughs> not just students. So. Yeah. Working as a retail associate, especially at the hours I did, I was usually um, the morning and then the night hours. So in the morning, it's a lot of staging and getting everything um, prepped for the next, like for the, for the day. And you're, you're looking at like what other stores are selling and seeing what inventory you have. So a lot of like the behind the scenes, like a lot of stuff on the computer search, researching what other Tillys in the area has just to see if you need, like if we didn't have a size, if we could put it on hold at another store. Mm. So that's one, I thought I was just going to go in there and fold clothes <laughs> and then just check people out. But it was a lot of presentation, inventory checks. Um, we were the flagship, which corporate was right down the road. So our store had to look. Always look oh, good, right? Oh, yeah. Look good. We had to be on our A game. They'd shop in there and not tell you till they got to the register. Oh, I work at the corporate office. We were just seeing <laughs> how it's going. And so you're, it just taught me how to like, I don't know, interact and be professional and do all the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, so Northwest found you. Yes. apparently, yes, <laughs> playing baseball, did. right? Yeah. And and said, hey, come play baseball for us. And you moved out here, yep. right? So where were you at? In, so you were two years in to your coursework, mm, right? Yep. Um, so tell me, when you came here and found yourself here as a student, what types of things surprised you? Um, what did what other skills did you have to add? Did, it, did you fit in seamlessly? Mm. Just a few, a few thoughts and questions there. Yeah, so... To backtrack, Northwest, I was playing in a summer for a collegiate summer team in Clarinda, Iowa. So they came out and saw me, got me, and uh, got, gave me a scholarship. But the host family I was living with was, her name's Nola Bond, and she was the VP of operations here, I want to say. It was VP of HR, and then she's changed. Shout but, out to Nola. Yeah, shout out listening. Nola. <laughs> yeah, I hope she listens to this. But sh her and her husband, JJ, they knew Coach Lowe, and they knew it was my time to transfer, and... They just offered, like, texted Coach Lowe or emailed him and said, hey, um, we have a potential transfer if you guys want to come out and look. And then they, they did. And Bob Rice, the attorney in oh, town, yeah, yeah, Bob, yeah, he was a big Clorinda A's Northwest baseball guy, and he would come and videotape my games. I would be like, is this a coach? <laughs> is this, like, a school? Like, But he always apparently was giving feedback to coaches and stuff. He was just really helpful. He... Just like just a guy, like an ordinary fan, just mm -hmm. helping people. So that's how everything kind of unfolded. But the breaking in the Northwest was kind of easy. A lot of California kids on the team, to be exact. I was there's about twelve or thirteen wow. of us, <laughs> and I learned that because the assistant coach is originally from California and does recruiting out there. So it was kind of a easy like transition. Yeah, right? transition. And just seeing everybody else that's done the winners and 
the four years, a lot of transfer students, especially. So they were, there's already a foundation here that was easy to mold into. What's the transition been like going from undergraduate student to graduate student? Ooh, a lot of reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, graduate students. And then are, you have to buy your textbooks yes, again. You have to <laughs> learn how to work your money again. But uh, graduate students, professors hold you at a higher standard. They expect you to do your readings before class. Rather like an undergraduate, like the first day of class, you, it's kind of like the syllabus week. You're getting your feet wet and saying what the course is about. But like in graduate levels, it's very, oh, here's chapter one. We're right, getting right to it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, this is this is going to be a tough <laughs> semester. But you're not forced to be in class, I'd say. You're there because you chose to do your extra higher education. So you kind of like, it's more sentimental to you, like, education and the knowledge you're going to get because it does help in the long run to have your master's I, i'd say but it's more of oh i want to learn this now i want to learn it better and get a better grasp so that's that's my take as a grad student <laughs> what's the career goal at the end too you know mba Ooh. is kind of a wide open field yeah it's a very of. wide open what field. was your can i ask what was your undergrad in it was also business, business management right? yeah okay. So my dad is a manager for a pest control corporation down in California, and he's worked his way up, and he's a very good manager. So growing up, I've always seen him manage people, and that's what I want to do. I, I feel like being on a baseball team and seeing my dad be a manager, I think I could be a very good manager. I, I don't want to do anything in sales. I can't cold call people all day, <laughs> but I could tell people to cold call, which would be a little better. <laughs> so I can manage a route. I'd rather manage people and have a routine of stuff. So my, my end goal, which is very random, is to be a pest control, like a corporate pest control manager slash regional manager because mm -hmm. my dad's very familiar in that field already. And it's just, I don't know, there's always a need for pest control. So it's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's a recession proof job, I'd say. So it'd be a good fallback. Talk to us about internships. Have you had internships? Mm -hmm. Yep. I've had three internships and three of them have been through Northwest. So I met budget rental car two or three years ago through um, the career fair mm -hmm. and worked for them in Kansas city, which was awesome. I got to live in Kansas city all summer doing an internship and they paid very well but it was rigorous work, but it, it teaches you like what you want to do in life and what you don't want. And uh, my other internship was in the office of admissions here at Northwest, which it was, I was working with the international um, advisor. So just to convert a lot of different grading systems and scales from different countries was very interesting to me. Like we would have kids from Nigeria and especially India and, you know, all those other places trying to come in and seeing, like, it, it gave me a bigger, like, vision of how hard it is for other students to actually come to Northwest. So that internship was very humbling mm -hmm. and seeing what those kids are sacrificing. So if I see international students on campus just doing an internship with the admissions, I feel connected to them. <laughs> and um, so that was the second How'd internship. you get that one? I got that one through... Um, because uh, Nola, because I needed an, another internship and she knew that they were looking for someone. Mm -hmm. So that they can't, they counted as my internship there. And then um, ADP, automatic data processing. I actually got that one through LinkedIn. <laughs> so I applied. <laughs> Did you, you reached out or applied through LinkedIn? Yeah, I applied 
through it and they were, I was looking for places in Omaha and I almost was just going to work at a gym all summer, but then ADP posted something and I was like, Oh, I got to do this. So I emailed them and then I knew someone that worked there. So she's like, she kind of helped me in the inside of part of it. What was that? What did you do at ADP? Cold calls. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how you know. Yeah, that's It's very tough, but I respect everybody in sales and, cold calling you can do it but it's just something i wouldn't want to do all day mm-hmm. making 100 calls a day was not and i think so maybe a little background or insight into that so you you work in our office mm-hmm. we hired you mm-hmm. um we'll talk about that here in a second but yeah. i think one of the things that students don't understand is that when you get to the next level of hiring if you've already been an intern and you've already done the cold calling mm-hmm. You get respect points from an employer for for having the experience of having done cold calls. And I think students don't understand, like, the level of respect that we have for people who have Mm -hmm. actually been through that process. Because it is is something that you you experience, and maybe Mm -hmm. you don't like it, but it's a a great experience to have. Yeah. I could do it. It's just... It's just tough. I, I'd rather have something more with like a, a base and a routine rather than just seeing if it's going to work or not. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, so how did you find the application to be a graduate assistant? What was your motivation to be a graduate assistant? What was your process for oh. trying to be a GA? So I played baseball and I baseball, my baseball scholarship was covering up the difference on my tuition and fees. And then once I had to end my career because my playing eligibility was done. I I say I like to say I retired. <laughs> so I retired from the game. But then I realized that I had to start my master's already for that season, and I wanted to f- complete it. So then I was looking for graduate assistantships. So you had already started your master's, master's with eligibility senior, left. Yeah, okay, my senior I gotcha. year, I, I started my master's in my last season of baseball. And once that season ended, I still had two more semesters of grad school left. And I was like, I already did some. Let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. So I started looking hard for graduate assistantships. And I checked every day. <laughs> every <laughs> That's day. That's key, right? Yes. I mean, they update the job they, description or the uh, job yeah, titles every day. Every so. day. There's some where I didn't qualify. Like, for example, I didn't have a liberal arts or degree for the library to do, like, the writing center. Mm-hmm. But other camp like other places on campus my degree fit and so as soon as I saw one that could fit I just applied as fast as possible (laughs) and made sure I was on top of it checking how many jobs do you how many graduate assistantships do you think you applied to or did you apply to probably at the time where I could fit in was about four or five but they're waiting for my um they're waiting for my GRE score to get in Mm. Because I was undecided my first semester since I didn't have time to take the GRE. And so wh- while I was waiting and applying, my GRE score was just backed up. Even though <laughs> I knew I was in the grad program, it, I just had to wait. So that was the most stressful part of it. So you found it. You applied. And then, of course, we called you, right? Yes. And said, I was so happy. I think there's a key part missing here, though. You, you've mentioned before, like you had a connection in NOLA. You mentioned yeah. at ADP, you had mm-hmm. a connection there. Yeah. You had a connection with our office too. You don't uh, remember? Sebastian. <laughs> oh my God. Shout out Sebastian. <laughs> my old roommate. Oh, I almost forgot. Yes. <laughs> and I told him I was going to apply for it. I didn't know if he was actually going to give you guys a call. I didn't know if he was going to be like, yeah, I'll give him a call. 
Or shoot him a text, and I think he did. Yeah, good old Sebastian. So Sebastian, for a little background, used to be a career ambassador in our office um, and kept in touch, you know, kind of keep in touch if you know people you work with. And so he had said, hey, my old roommate's going to apply for the graduate assistant job. So we were like, okay, you know, there's a little bit of a a shout out to Sebastian again. But um, so we were like, all right, we're looking for his application. Um, And we get a lot of applications from a wide variety of students. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to understand on a graduate assistant level that you're doing a different type of and a different quality of work from a student employee. Yeah. So can you talk about what types of, how does that differ? Not that you were ever a student employee, Mm -hmm. but what do you think is the difference? What do you see? You work in an office. We have 12 13 student employees. Yeah. What's the difference between being a GA and being a student employee? Mm, so taking my internship at admissions, cause I, I felt like I was kind of a student employee. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like things for me to do already. Like they had a set thing like, Oh, today you're going to be going through and sorting out acceptance letters and rearranging this and that. But with a, a GA, like with Jill, she just says, Hey, I want you to figure out a plan of how to get more students to come to career day. It's more in, like independent work and you're, you just have more responsibility as a grad student. And they just kind of ex- expect from all your past experiences to like already kind of come up with a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of know how to set everything in place, which I think is really fun. I like having the freedom to like figure things out and I l- enjoy getting the email of like, Hey, we trying to figure out how to get more students to come to these events. Mm-hmm. And putting your own thoughts on the paper, and then showing them to the higher ups, and then seeing, and then it. having them shoot them down. Yeah, <laughs> shoot them down <laughs> or know? accept some of them. <laughs> I think that's cool because then I just feel like at my office that my work there is actually like necessary for mm-hmm. you guys to like work the office. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. We we treat our GA like yeah. basically another full time staff member yeah. out of necessity, but I think that <laughs> yeah. is a good experience yeah. for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more project-based work than yes, task-based. Yes, more project. That's it. More project rather than just task every day. Right. And I think that's a good... So we've had some feedback also from like uh, professional advisory boards in mm-hmm. different areas. And some of the things that we hear on a regular basis are, you you know, you have to manage information on your... like. All the information comes in at you. Yeah. You have to manage it. So they mm-hmm. give you a task and then all the information dumps on you. And if you're not, if you haven't had the experience of had having to come up with your own plan or do the research for your own plan or manage all that information mm-hmm. prior to getting a full-time job, um, we've had several advisory board members say, we need you to help the students gain some of these skills because they struggle with yeah. that that information overload or that lack of direction. Mm-hmm. So, but it's important to be able to come up with those ideas or be able to justify, I have this plan, this is yeah. how I came up with it, what do you think? And then to be able to take that feedback and modify, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's a super important skill. I don't know what yeah. to call it, but what do you call it? Planning building, creating things, right? Yeah. And you got to learn how to take (laughs) criticism well. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and to drive your own work day Mm -hmm. as well. I think drive your own wagon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when you have to give somebody task by task by task, it's just, I'll just do it. It's just easier for me to just (laughs) explain it in detail Mm -hmm. and then have you do it and then go through it with you again afterwards. So yeah, I think it's good to know those skills of how to self-motivate and kind of self-push yourself through everything. So what's the most surprising thing you learned 
working in the career services office thus far? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just the fact of how much preparation goes in to every event you guys put on. Because being a student before I was a GA, I was like, oh, they probably just made this up last week and got people. But being the GA and seeing and working with you guys, I just see how much preparation and time and money you guys put into every event. And I think students need to cherish that a little bit and show (laughs) up. (laughs) Because you guys do a lot of work for this. So it's like getting internship through through you guys was very nice for me, and I appreciate it very much. Yeah, sure. So what are your next steps? So you graduate in the spring, correct? In yes, May. In May. Right? If all <laughs> Barring you pass well. all your yeah. classes. <laughs> so how are you, uh, maybe this put you on a spot a little yeah. bit, hold you a little accountable. So yeah. how are you preparing for your job search or for your, you know, you're going to graduate, mm-hmm. your next steps? Yep. Well, I am applying San Diego places and, San- and uh, Kansas City and I'm hoping by March, if I don't have a good, I've I've had interviews and stuff, but there's kind of jobs that I just not interested in. They didn't respect me as a person. They're just more to fill in roles, but I got to figure out where I want to be, San Diego or Kansas City for a little bit. And right now it's more Kansas City since it's more affordable, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to move in with my mom and dad. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> but um, I'm just doing a lot of job searching. A lot of applications. Do you keep track of? Like, do you have anything to keep track of? Or are you just kind of going through, like, one by one, like, finding things, applying, finding things, applying? I have two categories. One is web, like, online where Mm -hmm. I'm searching. And the second category is who people reference, like, family, friends around this area or just friends I've made throughout the years that have already been working at places. I put those aside to – those are, like, okay, if anything – were to happen and I needed a job, I have Who could people, I call yeah, to... Who, yeah, yeah, the connections. Gotcha. And connections is very big. Very <laughs> sounds like that's been successful for you yes, thus far. Yes, <laughs> I've realized that. <laughs> so those are my two categories. The online jobs I find mm-hmm. and apply for and the ones that people have referenced me for. So any final tips and tricks? We always kind of ask for some advice if someone is listening. What can they take and apply in their own life? Just go for it, honestly. I decided to move out of my house and then go to a junior college, and I realized how to become an adult. And then I came to Northwest not knowing anybody so far from home, had to be by myself. But if you just go for some things in your life, just you're young once, and I'm learning that the hard way. (laughs) But just do it. Just go for it. Go go. Do something. If something's calling you, if say you live in Missouri and something's calling you in LA and you don't know what it is, just go try it out because then you can always come back home. Yep. That's how I see it. Just <laughs> do true. it. Good advice. Yes, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yep. Awesome. Thanks thank you, Monsey. All right. Well, that will do it for another Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time.